Hello, I am Ash Anthony. I'm the host. Nay, I am your host. It's personal here. I am your host of pulling myself up by the bra straps. We talk about getting yourself up out of the gutter. Sometimes making the gutter a little cozy because you know you're not going to get out of it anytime soon, but we're working on the pulling. And the funny shit that happens when when you have to experience that and along the way. I am so glad that you're here. Honored, in fact, that you chose this podcast to listen to. So let's get right the fuck into it. Hello. You made it. You made it, baby. You made it to the second episode. I feel like we're on a second date. How is that too? Is that weird? I don't really care. It's my podcast. No one's going to judge me. I am so honored that you came back for a second round. This one's going to be a little funky and you're just going to have to roll with me because it starts out a little weird, but this was inspired by toilet paper. Yes. I said toilet paper and I stand by that. If you didn't immediately turn off your podcast, when you hear that something is inspired by toilet paper, you are a real MVP. I know it doesn't sound that exciting, but roll with me here. Okay. You're here. You might as well. I moved in with my partner recently. And while they are a gem, I truthfully did not think a ton about some of the idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies, that's hard to say, of me as a human being. I'm a quirky gal. Okay. Some would say a little over the top. And that's fine. That's fair. I kind of like that about myself. But that means that I also am a little neurotic when it comes to the house and very stubborn. The Scorpio in me means that I will decide that something has to be some way and I cannot let it go. And normally it's about things that don't really fucking matter. I'll have a conversation with you about the cows come home, about different boundaries and things like that. But you want to tell me that red Skittles are not a good Skittle. All of a sudden red Skittles are my Skittles. It's fun. And we realized this was important when we moved in together because we've had some conversations that are kind of as ridiculous as those Skittles uh, about other things in the home. Case in point, toilet paper. I know that you're thinking to yourself, Ash, Anthony, what the flying fuck could you give anything about toilet paper enough that you would fight to the death about? Well, that's a great question. Thank you so much for asking. I fully and wholeheartedly do not give a fuck about toilet paper. Like, in, like it's good to have. I think that we should all use it. But I don't really care about the brand. I've never really cared about, you know, what kind we're using or where I buy it or anything. I look for what's cheapest and I buy that. Who's going to complain about it? I have a shit ton of dogs. We're not having guests over. It's me and myself only. But when we moved in, Andy came prepared to discuss this fact. And they said to me, well, we're going to have to buy some new toilet paper because we can't be using your stuff. All of a sudden, that toilet paper was the most important thing to me on the earth. And I was like, what do you mean my stuff? That's my toilet paper. What could you possibly think negatively about my toilet paper? And I think that this comes from like the Scorpios need to be very protective of things that we find important. And one could argue toilet paper is important. Why I thought this brand, that's like the Target off brand, was important, couldn't tell you. But I did. Andy wants to be a normal person now that we're living together and have Charmin. And 
secretly, I'm like, yeah, Charmin's, Charmin's pretty nice. Charmin's pretty cushy. But I can't tell them that now because they had to say it that way, you know? Listen, I know I'm a kook. Regardless, this, like, notion of these weird idiosyncrasies and, like, quirks that we hold on to that don't really come up until you have somebody super personally in your space, like living with someone, got me thinking about generally the human experience. More specifically, how we decide that someone or something is weird or strange or, you know, kooky. For me, it's not so much who, it's more like a very specific vibe from a very specific situation that I went through that dictates in my brain like, ah, well, it's not as weird as that. I hope I am not the only one that thinks this way. So if you're like this, please let me know. I am here to, of course, share with you this situation slash what happened when I made this formative experience that shapes how I decide so many other things. And it all starts back in the day during my hoe phase. Now, I first of all believe everybody should have a hoe phase. If you haven't had a hoe phase, that's okay. You still have plenty of time, my love. It really changes you as a person and I think gives you some great stories. This was during that hoe phase. And this gal and I met on the internet, as one does in this day and age, via the Tinder. And we were honestly, like, everything was great. Like, we were chatting pretty consistently via messenger. She lived pretty far away from me at the time. But when we did have date night, she would, like, come into the city. And we would go to dinner, drinks, go to my house. And then she would leave in the morning and beat rush hour traffic. It was perfect. But I kind of realized that we didn't really know very much about each other. Like, it was all just very baseline stuff so I had a Friday that was like a summer Friday where you didn't have to you know go into the office and so I was like well why don't I come to you and then I will will like have a weekend or at least a day and into the Saturday she was like yeah absolutely come on out she lived by herself so I was like this is great we'll have like the place for ourselves and we'll go to something cute on Friday so I get there on Friday go to have lunch we go to a pumpkin patch which was like my gay dream. I love fall, love fall. I wanted to name my kid Autumn at one point when I thought I was gonna have kids. We love fall in this part of the world. So I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to a pumpkin patch. We're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. That's what we're gonna do is a pumpkin patch. So we do lunch, we go to a pumpkin patch. We're being cute as all shit. And then it kind of switches gears a little bit. We go back to her house and all of a sudden it was like we entered into... A museum not because her house had a lot of like artifacts but because she would not speak to me there was no conversation I tried if I asked any questions or like said anything I either didn't get a response or got like one or two word answers at this point it was like six or seven o'clock so I was like okay uh well let's just like hang out on the couch and so she turned on a television show without asking me it was a TV show in like episode two or three, not episode two, it was season two, watched until another season, 
in complete silence. Like there was nothing that I could say that would get a full response. If I got anything, it was like a grunt or a one word. So I eventually, we go into the bedroom and immediately I'm stopped in my tracks, dead in the tracks because there is a bed that you would expect to see in a bedroom. And the only other thing in the room is a giant, almost human-sized terrarium. And at first I tried to be cool. And I was like, oh, do you have like some geckos or? She was like, no, I have a snake. Um, I'm terrified of them. I have broken shelves inside of a Disney World like store because my aunt threw a fake snake on me. Like I don't do snakes. So I was like, okay, that seems like a pretty large terrarium for a snake. What what kind of snake do you have? I shit you not when I say that this girl said to me, oh, he's just a boa constrictor. You? Who? What do you mean? Huh? Oh? Uh-huh. No, absolutely not. Why is it? Why do you? No, that is absolutely illegal. Like you can't. What do you mean? You're not afraid it's going to eat you, kill you, dead? It's in your bedroom. What do you mean? We have been speaking for weeks and she never told me that she had a snake. Anyways, like walk up to this terrarium and I'm like peeking in. The snake looks like it's asleep. I was like, okay, that's totally fine. We're Gucci. We can, I'll just stay awake and make sure that the snake doesn't break out of its terrarium. What do you mean? What do you mean? Come out where? Go where? Does he have engagements to be, to attend? Some sort of exhibit he has to go to because this doesn't make any sense she was like no he like we just like to let him out a little bit and I was like oh okay okay no problem as she's taking him out out of this terrarium we hear the front door open and I was like who who's here we're in the middle of nowhere we're truly in the middle of nowhere she was like, oh, I don't know. You don't know? You're calm about this? People just enter your home when you live in the middle of nowhere? Like, it's no big thing? What do you mean? In the city where I'm from, city mouse versus country mouse, we don't let people just waltz into our homes. And some girl walks in, and it was as if the world had shifted. All of a sudden, we've got a chatty Kathy on our hands. They are chit-chatting it up. Little did I know, this was actually her roommate. She didn't live alone. Her roommate just traveled a lot, so she said she lived alone. What do you mean? Those are not the same things. So I'm like, okay, we've got some red flags going on. This is very weird, very strange, very not good vibes. So I'm like, do we think that we cannot have the snake out in the middle of the night? She was like, yeah, that's okay. I was like, okay. So... Snake comes out for playtime. I just do the longest routine of my life in the bathroom. I'm sure that they probably thought I was shitting my pants, which honestly, I kind of metaphorically was. And I still hear them chit-chatting away. At this point, I'm like, there's no way that these people are not in love with each other. Like, why did we go on dates and she then we're not speaking when we're in the house? Then she tells me that she has a snake and we're supposed to just pretend like that's fine and it has time to be out and about. I come back out of the bathroom. Snake is back in that terrarium. And she goes, so this is kind of awkward, but because you don't want to have the snake out while we sleep, you're going to have to sleep on the couch. What do you mean? 
She was like, well, I just don't think it's fair to the snake that he has to not be able to sleep in the bed just because you're here. And I looked this girl down in the eye and I said, did you think that I was going to sleep with a snake as if that was no big deal? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, no, you got me one other way fucked up. Now, at this point, it's like 11 o'clock. I was way too far from home. I was also like not in my peak of like staying up in the middle of the night. And so I was like, well, I have to fucking stay. So I was like, okay, well, if you can just like leave the door closed and I'll sleep on the couch. Great. She was like, okay, sure. I'll see you in the morning and I'll cook you breakfast. So this whole time I'm just like, this girl just sorely does not have any idea of how to communicate about things that are important. Like, oh, I don't know, a snake in your home that sleeps with you in the bed. So slept on the couch, didn't sleep a fucking wink, just laid there staring at the ceiling, listening for any noise that would make me think the snake had somehow managed to unlock and open the door to come out and eat me alive and went home at 6 a.m. We did not speak again. So to me, that was weird. We didn't know how to communicate about, oh, I don't know, the snakes in our bed. Fuck snakes on a plane, snakes in the bed. We didn't know how to communicate, period, unless this other chickadee was there or we were in public. We didn't, it was so weird and completely strange. It shaped me forever. And when I think of things being weird, I don't really think that me putting my trash bags on the top shelf instead of under the sink counts as weird. I think of having a secret snake and wanting this new girl that I just brought home from a date to sleep with it in the bed being weird. And if you don't agree with me, then you're probably that girl. Anyway, I digress. That is what my brain says is weird, right? Like that is when I'm like, nah, I'm, that that's a strange situation right there, right? But my idiosyncrasies of living together, I was like, this will be fine. It's not easy. It's worth it. It all comes with like living a person. But I also realized in all of this hullabaloo that, as I mentioned, I haven't lived with a partner in a decade-ish. I was living with my longtime girlfriend at the age of, I don't know, 17, 16. So we were dating when I was like 15, 16. Then we moved in together when we were like 16, 17, right after high school. And we lived together until I was 19. So it was kind of strange that I was like living with a person at that age now that I look back on it. But we lived with her parents for a hot minute. Then we moved in to college together. I gave up a full ride to Harvard for that, which we can talk about later. But the fact that that was my last experience, like, it's not like I really had anything fantastic to think about, right? Like, oh, the last time I lived with a partner, we did X, Y, and Z to make sure we were set up for success. We were fucking 17 years old. Like, we had no idea what we were doing. I was literally supporting us. I mean, my girlfriend got money from her parents for, like, rent um, and, like, Essentially, if she really wanted something, she would call her parents for money. But like I paid for our groceries. I would pick up the sock on her rent if she ever like went over. I had to put us on food stamps at one point. I didn't know what a credit score was. So I like completely bound my credit score. It was a whole shebang, which we could talk about later. But it wasn't really the most productive relationship. I was more focused on keeping us above water. So when I finally found out that she'd been cheating on me, essentially nonstop, I moved out and moved to D.C. So... What was I supposed to base this situation off of? So now it's still strange living with a person, not as strange as having a snake in our house, 
but it's still strange. Uh, so we do couples therapy, which highly, highly, highly recommend. Get out of the stigma that you have to like be a married couple of 30 years to do couples therapy. It's really important to do therapy for yourself as a couple as much as you would do therapy for yourself, even when you're not in a bad place. Like there are just so many things that you can gain from having a space specifically to talk about things that have to do with that, that you have no idea how to work through. It isn't always just like having a conversation. Sometimes it is you need a little extra help processing something. Anyway, so yes, I can't recommend a couples therapist more. Speaking of therapists, can we just discuss how hard it is to find a therapist? Like, that needs to be its own separate business, not being a therapist, but being almost like a consultant that helps you find a therapist, kind of like an adoption coordinator for an animal rescue, where you put in your application, quote unquote, or you put in a form and they're just like, okay, so you have BPD and you want to work on your relationship with X, Y, and Z and you're queer. So you want to have this kind of therapist here are three consultations. Like that would be so much more helpful. This needs to be a business somebody does. Somebody take this and run with it. Um, if you don't, I will. But seriously, it is so hard. Like that puts up so many barriers. So don't let that stop you from getting a couple therapist. It took us a while to find one, but it's still annoying that it is so hard to find a therapist. Anyway, that, that was a journey we went on. We covered having snakes in our home and dating and living with a, your partner and having to find a therapist. I mean, we did it all. Talk about, talk about full circle, baby. Um, what did we take away from this episode? Well, number one, have a couple's therapist. Number two, find a real therapist. Number three, start a business to help people find therapists easier. Number four, I would like to hear if any of you have like one of the situations that was like, my snake story. I want one of you to tell me. So send me an Instagram DM or some sort of carrier pigeon. And I need to know. That'll be all for this podcast, folks. Um, we made it through the first two episodes. Look at us. We're like all grown up now. From now on, episodes will be out every Friday. I do kind of take this microphone like wherever I go in case I want to record something because I'm just a kook. So if I feel like I want to rant about something. There might be like a little mini episode somewhere in between, but you can bank on something being available on Fridays. So if you're someone that listens to podcasts in the mornings on your drive or on your walks with your dogs, 7 p.m. Fridays, things will launch. So have it for your evening walk or your morning drive on Monday. This was Ash Anthony with Pulling Myself Up by the Bra Straps. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon.